What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Bill Claybo Field at Eddie Courtney Stadium is the site for tonight's game between the Hardin Valley Hawks and the host Farragut Admirals. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Joel Silverberg alongside Brian Tatum. And a big Region 1 6A game tonight for both teams. One team trying to keep itself towards the top of the region standings and look for a number two seed in the 6A state playoffs. The other trying to keep its playoff hopes alive in a big rivalry game tonight between Farragut and Hardin Valley, Brian. And this game is always exciting. This game is always a lot of energy. You can hear it in the crowd and everything here. This is a, I don't see a lot of distancing here, but there, this is a very packed Farragut location. They do have markers on the field to uh, social distance, but it's still pretty loud in here. Even on the visitor side, a lot of Hardin Valley folks making the travel over the ridge here into Farragut, and this is going to be an exciting game. Hardin Valley has got to be focused in this game because Farragut doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes uh, on offense, and they're, they've scored 38 points. 30 points per game. 30 points per game on average here. So Hardin Valley has got to stay focused, stay in here, and, and have their defense really try to make a stop here with this Farragut offense. Farragut's players taking the field now, having just run through the F shape out onto the turf. And one of the coolest traditions I think you see in East Tennessee, the players march through the stands instead of in front of the bleachers and trot out on down the stairs onto the field, run through the band, one through the, the banner, and then onto the sideline. Hardin Valley takes the visiting team sideline opposite from us up here in the broadcast booth. And captain's coming onto the field now for the coin toss, but... A high-powered offense, a defense that has been lit up a couple times. I don't I hate to use that term, but for Farragut, they have played some tough competition. It is certainly a battle-tested Admiral team. Their defense, if there's any weakness to this Farragut team, it is the defensive side of the ball on what they're allowing ha to happen. And if Harton Valley can get a, a run game set up and be able to pass those short passes downfield, they'll be able to get down the field and be able to score. It's just a matter of how well that Harton Valley defense is going to be able to stand up to this Farragut offense that, that does throw a lot. I mean, not to take away from their run game, but they do have some really good receivers on this Farragut team. And while we do have a moment, we mentioned him already, but Eddie Courtney, who had to miss some time briefly earlier this season and then was coaching back from the broadcast from the booth uh, later on in the year, it's great to see him back around the Farragut program again. 25 years, his 25th season with the Farragut Admirals, 183-104, a career record here at Farragut. And then, of course, the, 20, uh, the 2016 5A state title uh, just... So glad to see him 
uh, back here along the Farragut sidelines. Yeah, great, great uh, coach, great human being in general. I mean, he's a great person. Uh, really loved working with him in the past and, and being able to get to know him in a personal way. And I, I'm, I'm very happy to see him back out here on the field. Hardin Valley won the toss. They have deferred to the second half, so the Hawks will kick off. And Farragut will receive the opening kick. The Hawks in their road white jerseys, blue numbers on the front and the back, light blue pants with the navy and white stripe down the side, the white helmets with the blue face mask and the two-tone Hawkeye logo on each side. They will kick right to left to open up this football game. Farragut in the all-navy look. Navy jerseys, navy pants, gray numbers on the front and the back, the Dallas Cowboy classic star logo on those helmets, gray helmets with the navy and white stripe down the middle. They will go left to right. John Argon to kick off, to start things off. Two touchbacks on the year. And for the Admirals, Zach Kiesling, Mason Collins, back deep to receive. And it's a pooch kick to the right side. It's going to be caught at the 23, accelerating up to the 30, past the 35. Returner spins off a defender and is taken down close to the 40. And that's going to bring out the Farragut offense led by quarterback Dawson Moore. The running backs, Deion Williams, Schumann Schiff. Jake Wallace is the tight end. Max DeVault, Matt White, Alex Taylor are the wide receivers. The offensive line from left to right, Carter Sherman, Aiden Smith, Eli Harville, Dennis Longmire, Wilson Ventura. It's the Hardin Valley defense momentarily. And the one to look out for is White, is used heavily in the running game and is the team's leading receiver. He lines up in the left slot, two receivers on each side for more in the shotgun. And now White comes in motion, and they run a reverse to him. Steps back, looking like he's going to throw it, trying to wheel around, gets up to the line of scrimmage, spins back inside before falling to the turf. So he actually picks up a short gain after retreating about 12 yards into the backfield and manages to turn that into positive yardage. It looked like it was a reverse pass. White had nobody downfield and opted to keep it and run and spins up to the 43-yard line. It'll be second and seven. White was the middle school quarterback all the way through uh, his middle school year. So you got to watch for him to be able to throw it downfield as well. Tight end on the left, twins on the left, one receiver on the right, more in the shotgun. Man goes in motion, and the handoff to Shea. He's hit shortly beyond the line of scrimmage and keeps his legs moving, falls forward, picks up another three yards, and it'll be third and four at the 46-yard line. This is where the defense has got to step it up and make a big stop here. Farragut coming to the line quickly. Two receivers to the right, Moore checking to the sideline. The running back moves from the left to the right. Tight end moves from the right to the left. Moore back to pass. Throwing into the flat. Pass is caught by White. Accelerates. He's up past the 50. Gets by the defender. And he's gone to the 30, the 20, the 10. And Matt White with his 10th receiving touchdown of the season. 54 yards. And the Admirals take the early lead. Matt White is one of those players out there, man. He's just got that natural ability to be able to see what's happening on the field, get the ball, get downfield, juke around players. I mean, he's not the biggest kid on the field, but he's got a lot of talent out there every day on this field. 
Sherman to snap, Brady Hodges to hold. Reese Keeney's kick is good. Seven to nothing, Farragut leads with 10.29 left to go in the first quarter as you listen to Hawks football on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI. Keeney's kickoff is a line drive that bounces at the 10 and skips into the end zone for a touchback. Zach Passifume letting it go by, so that's going to bring on the Hardin Valley offense. First and 10 at its own 20. They come out with a tight end on the right, twins to the right, and now the receiver on the left, Braden Schloff, going in motion. They fake the jet sweep. Smith is going to keep it and bootleg to the left and is unable to get back to the line of scrimmage as he's tackled in the open field. It's a loss of one. So Caleb Smith, the quarterback. Ryan Nickel joining him in the backfield at running back. Riley Love, Ty Gentry, and Schlaff are the wide receivers. Jacob Green, the tight end. Isaac Wilhite, Carlos Parker are the tackles. Alex Peeler, Max Berry, the guards. Connor Clark is the center. And second and 11 now with 10 minutes remaining in the first quarter. And Hardin Valley already down 7 to nothing. In the shotgun, up back on the right. Twins to the right, one receiver on the left. Smith fakes the handoff, keeps it on the read option. Breaks up past the 20, past the 25, and gets up towards the 30. And they're going to mark him out at the 31-yard line. So it is a gain of 12 and an advanced heating and air first down for Hardin Valley. Advanced heating and air, they sponsor all, all Hardin Valley first downs this year. Their family business is your family's comfort. Now they mark it back at the 30, but they still call it a first down, so officially a gain of 11 for Caleb Smith. And now they place it back to the 31. The Farragut defense, the line, Dawson Brown, Corey Walker, Bryce Fontenot, Trey Nesbitt, linebackers Eli Purcell, Carter Nussbaum. We'll get to the secondary in just a moment. First and 10 at the 31 for Harden Valley. Tight end on the left. Now Schloff goes in motion again. They fake the jet sweep to him. Smith up the middle. Might have picked up a yard before swallowed by Purcell. Camden Kuhn, Grant Rice are the safeties. Bridges Coffee. Plays the weak side safety and kind of a safety linebacker hybrid. Logan Foodie, Mason Collins are the corners. And it's officially a gain of one for Smith, and it'll be second and nine. Now, Smith can't take everything on this. They've got to switch this up a little bit and and try to get something down the field here. Maybe try to get a pass down. Watch Sloth, though, coming out in motion. Four carries for 77 yards last week in the win over Jefferson County. Second and nine, trips to the right out of the shotgun. Hardin Valley threw just six passes all last week. Give it to Nickel. And he's hit at the line of scrimmage and gets nothing. Walker on the stop. And it's going to be third down. Walker did a good job of getting his arm in there and wrapping it around him. Basically, as soon as Nickel hit that line and his arm, he just came to a dead stop and they brought him down quickly. Smith completing just over 50% of his passes. And again, just two for six last week. And an obvious passing situation here on third and nine. And now back to pass, rolling out to his right. Looking, throws, and high over his intended receiver was looking for Passifume, who slipped behind the cornerback, but the pass was too high and falls incomplete. So it'll be fourth and nine, and that's going to bring out John Argon to punt. 
I, I don't think he had much of a choice there. If he would have brought that down any to where Passifume was able to catch that, it would have been an interception. He was throwing into basically where he was throwing. He had a rece- he had a defender in front of Passifume and on top of Passifume. A very high chance of that it would have been an interception. 8-10 remaining in the first quarter. Farragut leads 7 to nothing, And the Admiral's about to get the ball back. Low snap. Punt is away. Bounces at the Farragut 39. Skips back to the 30. And it's picked up by White. Dodges one tackler and is brought down back at the 31. So Dolan Walker, the long snapper, got down there first. And Sean Molden did a nice job at getting down there and preventing White from getting along any further. It's just a two-yard return. That's a dangerous thing to kick too wide. I mean, like I said, he's one of those players that once he has his hands on that ball, he's going to do everything that he can to get it downfield. Uh, Harden Valley got lucky on that one. 38-yard punt for Oregon, a two-yard return, and Farragut sets up first and 10 at its own 32-yard line. Twins to the right. And another pass into the flat. It's caught by White at the 35. Jukes around one tackler, tried to spin around another, and he's brought down by Braden Sharp at the 39-yard line. That Hardin Valley defense, Deshaun Carey-Parker, Ian Salyer, Alex Peeler, Ty Denton make up the defensive line. Mason LaSorsa, Isaac Hillis, Adrian Garcia are the linebackers. Jonah Smith, Briley Love, the corners. Braden Sharp and Ryan Nickel, the safeties. We've seen in other games where Denton has gotten into the backfield pretty quickly. Let's see if he can get back there and get to the quarterback, get some pressure on him. Second and three at the 39-yard line. In the gun with twins to the left. The handoff to Williams. Sidesteps one defender, shrugs off another, and is dragged out of bounds by Hillis. But not until he gets to the 45-yard line. It's a first down for Farragut after the gain of six. Williams taking off down through there. I mean, he was just shrugging defenders off of him as he went down through there like he was covered in oil. I mean, it was it was a, an amazing sight to watch him go down through there uh, just dropping defenders as he ran. Six different players have at least 100 rushing yards for Farragut this season. That includes the quarterback, Dawson Moore. And the leading rusher, Williams, getting the ball here. He sweeps off the left tackle. There's a flag down in the backfield. He's eventually caught up to, and he stopped after a gain of about one. We'll see if this one stands. The flag is down back at the 44-yard line behind the line of scrimmage. Williams, Also another flag right there at the 46. Williams averaging four and a half yards per carry. Came into tonight's game with 339 rushing yards and five touchdowns. But again, it's a well-balanced offense. And a hold against Farragut is the call. So that's going to move this ball back to the Farragut 34-yard line. First and 21 from 34. 6.58 left to go in the first quarter. Farragut leads Harden Valley 7 to nothing, and now the Admirals facing first and 21 at their own 34-yard line. And a sweep off the near side. Running back running out of real estate. That's Schumann Shih who came off the wide side of the field and was only able to pick up a couple after he Really just Actually, ran out of real estate. Now they're marking him back to the 33-yard line, saying he stepped out there. It looks like he got across the 35. They say he stepped out before that. So nice job with the contain by Harden Valley. It's a loss of one, and it's now second down and 22 to go. 
in the shotgun. Twins to the left. Moore back to pass. Looking to his right. Throws it deep over the middle. Looking for Trace Corum. He's got him at the 31. Corum to the 30. Corum to the 20. Corum diving to the pylon. And he's into the end zone for a touchdown for Farragut. Trace Corum beat Jonah Smith over the middle. And after making the reception, Smith couldn't catch up to him. It's a 67-yard touchdown pass. They, I mean, they did a good job of trying to cover all the way down through there. They were back and forth with each other. It was just a well-placed ball right over his shoulder as he came in, and, and he had wide open space in front of him to get into the end zone. Low snap. Hodges did a nice job at handling that one. And Keeney puts it through. 6.35 left to go in the first quarter. Farragut leads Hardin Valley 14-0 as you listen to Hawks football on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Another touchback for Keeney on the kickoff. So Hardin Valley... After picking up a first down on its last possession before punting it away, will come out again. Smith leads the offense with Nickel on his right hip in the shotgun. Tight end on the right, twins to the right, one receiver on the left. And now Schloff comes in motion. This time they're going to give it to him. Schloff gets off on the perimeter, gets across the 25, and is brought down at about the 29-yard line. So a gain of nine for Schloff, who... Really showed off his running ability last week, utilizing those jet sweeps, and picks up a gain of nine on that one. I mean, and that really says a lot about what Harden Valley is trying to focus on here. They're really focusing on the running game. I think, you know, having 19 turnovers, most of those interceptions has really kind of laid out on them. Trips to the left, out of the shotgun with a tight end. The give to Nickel. He cuts back up the middle, has some space, gets across the 35, up past the 40, and it's an advanced heating and air first down for Hardin Valley. So they run the draw play, and Ryan Nickel, with one of his more impressive runs of the season, picks up a gain of 12, and it's first and 10 at the 41. He did, he did a great job of getting around those defenders and basically just running straight up that hole with nobody there for him. Uh, great job by Nickel. Five and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. Hardin Valley down 14 to nothing here at Bill Claybo Field. Trips to the left, same formation. And another give to Nickel. Pushing his way forward and picks up a couple here. It'll be second down. Officially marked at the 43, so it'll be second and eight. And they come out, trips to the left again. Quick pass over the middle, caught by Passfume at the 48. He gets across the 50 and he picks up a first down as he gets into Farragut territory and advance heating an air first down. After the quick pass and catch to Passfume right over the middle, he gets to the Farragut 48-yard line and it's a first down for Hardin Valley. He was looking at Passfume the entire time. Farragut just totally missed that as to what was going on there. He was out there in the flat wide open and got down the field to be able to get that first down. 
Gain of nine, first and ten. Harden Valley on Farragut's side of the 50 for the first time tonight. Isaac Hillis in at tailback now. Trips to the right this time out of the shotgun. High snap. They get it to Hillis quickly, and he is swallowed up in the backfield. And it's going to bring up second down. Farragut almost took that handoff from him as he was handing the ball off. So, I mean, that offensive line has got to make those blocks. They've got to make sure that they're giving their quarterback and their running backs enough time to be able to get through and get into a hole somewhere. Dylan Cozy on the stop. It is a loss of four. Second and 14 now at the Hardin Valley 48. Trips to the right. Smith in the shotgun, 340 left to go in the first. Fakes the handoff, fakes the quick pass, and now is going to try to take off and run with it. Might have gotten a yard. He was suplexed right there at the line. Bring up third and 13, and Farragut not wanting to give anything up between the tackles on those run plays anymore on those delayed handoffs. And that time it was a play-action screen draw for Smith, and Farragut was able to sniff it out rather quickly. Trips to the right, third and 13 at the 49-yard line. Smith, back to pass, throws it over the middle, caught by Passerview at the 45, drives forward and gets up to the 40. He's going to be just short of the first down, but... Harden Valley's going to go for it. Makes it much more manageable, fourth and two from the Farragut 40 after that gain of 11. So Farragut playing with a cushion in the slot, and Harden Valley has taken advantage of it a couple times already. Trips to the left, shotgun. Smith in at quarterback. Trying to run the hard count, it's not working. Two and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. Harden Valley down 14 to nothing. Would really love a fourth down conversion here. They're going to run it with Smith. He's going to get close. It the looks line like he judges got it. are standing at the marker. This is going to be very close. And they have signaled a first down for Harden Valley. An advanced heating and air first down for Harden Valley. Needed to, got to. Did a great job there of just b being able to get it just those two yards down there. As soon as he got to that line, he was stopped by a wall of admirals. And they just had enough of a push to get the first down. First and 10 at the 38. A minute 38 left to go in the first quarter. Harden Valley trailing 14 to nothing. Trips to the left out of the shotgun. Camden Kuhn showing that he's coming on the blitz. Here he comes, throws over the middle, and the pass is broken up. And now a late flag comes in. They're going to get Bridges Coffee for pass interference. Coffee was there on the coverage over Passifume, who might have scored if he had come down with the pass. And the flag came in late, but it did come in. And it is pass interference against the Admirals. Did a great job on that. The, the official that was there, literally right in the middle of the play, as he ducked down to get out of the way, there was no way he was going to see it. The back judge ended up being the one to throw that flag in. So an advance heating and air, first down for Harden Valley now at the Farragut 23-yard line. 127 left to go in the opening quarter. The Hawks down 14 to nothing, but gaining some offensive momentum here on this drive. Trips to the left out of the gun. Nickel to the left of Smith. Smith rolling out to his left. Looking, 
Throwing into the corner of the end zone. It's a jump ball. It is incomplete. Passifume went up for the jump ball and could not come down with it. Rice on the coverage as they tried to work the corner route to Passifume. And they got one-on-one coverage and ended up throwing a jump ball. And Passifume did a pretty good job at getting in position to nearly come down with it. But Rice, an excellent job in coverage, breaks up the pass, and it's second down and ten. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the old saying here is slow and steady wins the race, and, and this is what Hardin Valley is doing here in this drive. If they can just keep this momentum going and keep this moving down the field. Schloff comes in motion. They fake the sweep to him. Smith is going to take it on the right. He's going to be swallowed up in the backfield for a loss. Stop by Bart Hodges. It's a loss of one. It'll be third and 11 at the 24. Loss of one. It's third. Farragut making adjustments and, and really trying to uh, stop this uh, Hawk offense from getting into the red zone. They're, they're right there on the cusp of it. Third and 11 at the 24. Need to get to the Farragut 13 for an advanced heating and air first down. 40 seconds left to go in the first quarter. In the shotgun. Twins to the left. One receiver on the right. Smith back to pass, looking to his right, throws, and the pass is intercepted. Pass intercepted, and that's going to stall out the drive. They ran the curl route. Farragut jumped it, and it's an interception for Farragut, and they'll take over at their own 17. Yeah, he was right there on it. I mean, fell straight in front of the receiver to get that ball. He actually threw the ball kind of low to where it was actually more beneficial for the defender to be able to get to that ball than the receiver. And that's something we've seen all season long of just some really simple type mistakes like that from, from the Hard Valley um, Hawks offense. We always have to remember they are just kids. The 19th interception thrown by a Hardin Valley quarterback this season. The 11th by Caleb Smith. Got a timeout on the field right now. Um, a lot of good things on that drive for Harden Valley. 29 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Harden Valley down 14 to nothing to Fairgood. And while we have a moment, let's send it back to the studio with a quick score update with Eric Kane. Eric, thank you very much. The handoff here for Farragut. As the ball carrier is wrapped up, keeps moving his legs, eventually gets across the 20-yard line and is eventually taken down at the 20. There is a flag down on the far side of the field. That's Sam Moses on the carry. That was the longest non-whistle that I've heard in a long time. I mean, they, they let him sit there and keep churning. He didn't really move upfield anywhere, but it took them a while to blow that whistle. And there is a penalty on the play. The flag has been picked up. So there is no penalty. It's a gain of four for Moses, who averages nearly five yards a carry. Twins to the right on second down. Throw it into the flat. Pass is caught at the 20 by White. He's knocked out of bounds as he gets up close to the 30. And we'll see where they mark it. And it appears it's going to be very close 
to a first down. But that is the end of the first quarter. Farragut scores on each of its two drives. Harden Valley knocks on the door, but the interception by Logan Foodie put an end to Harden Valley's scoring hopes. We'll come back with the second quarter, but at the end of one, Harden Valley trails Farragut 14 to nothing as you listen to Hawks football on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. They did give White a first down on that play, so it's first and 10 at the Farragut 28. Moore keeps it on the read option and gets up to about the 34-yard line, so it'll be second down and about four. And Farragut getting up to the line quickly. Twins to the right out of the shotgun. And one receiver to the left. The handoff breaking off the left side, past the 35, past the 40, 45, 50. Gets by a tackler to the 40, 35, inside the 30 before Moses is forced out of bounds by Seth Bailey. And it's a big run for the Admirals and a first down at the Hardin Valley 28. That's another first down for the Admirals. not knowing what to do here. They, uh, They've been getting into the end zone with only one or two plays, so this is the uh, longest drive time for Farragut right now. 38 yards on the run by Moses. He stays in at running back, twins to the right. Moore back to pass. Short pass over the middle, caught at the 26. Accelerating is White, gets up past the 20, inside the 10, and he's knocked out of bounds by Braden Sharp. It'll be first and goal for the Admirals at the six-yard line. Farragut definitely showing that they have the capabilities of basically running at will uh, with this Hardin Valley defense. The defense has got to step it up and get those ends into the backfield and try to make something happen back there, sack the quarterback or bring the running back down before he gets to the line. Twins to the right in the shotgun, first and goal. Moore with the draw. Gives it to Moses, and he's tripped up by Ty Denton as he falls across to the four-yard line. It's a gain of two. It'll bring up second down. And Denton did exactly what I just said. He got back there. He was waiting for him, waiting for him to get over there. He did get some yardage on it, but he did get a great job of wrapping him up and bringing him down before he made too much yards. 10.50 left to go in the second quarter. Harden Valley trails Farragut 14 to nothing. Second and goal at the four-yard line. Farragut trying to make it a three-possession game. Twins to the right out of the shotgun. They give it to Moses again. He's got a hole, falls towards the goal line, and he stops short inside the one-yard line. It'll bring up third and goal. Stop by Nickel and Parker. Harden Valley trying to get some bigger guys in there, trying to make something happen to hold this up and, and not let them get into the end zone here with third and goal. Kerry Parker and Nickel on the tackle. Third and goal. Two tight ends on the left. They give it to Williams. And he finds a hole and he's into the end zone for a touchdown. Williams actually expected to to have some resistance as he came through there, dropped his head down, pushed his shoulders through, and I don't think anybody touched him all the way through into the end zone. Keeney's kick is away, and it's good. 21 to nothing. Farragut leads Harden Valley with 10.04 left to go in the first half as you listen to Hawks football on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI. 
Keeney's touchback is into the end zone. Arn Valley will start its third drive the same way it started its first two, and that's with first and ten at its own 20-yard line. And the Hawks have done some good things offensively so far, just haven't been able to capitalize on the opportunity they had, managed to get down first and ten at the 23-yard line, went backwards on the first two plays, and then threw an interception on third down. And now the Hawks come out trailing 21 to nothing here with 10 minutes left to go in the first half. Schloff going in motion. They give it to him on the jet sweep. He tries to bounce it to the outside, gets up past the 20, and is able to cut back inside to get across the 25. So Schloff looked like he had nowhere to go. Ends up picking up a really solid gain, and it sets up second and short. And this is where Hardin Valley has got to put all of this behind them. They've got to put the interception behind them. They've got to put it behind everything that has happened in this game and really just focus on the here and now of getting downfield and into the end zone like they did with the last drive. Second and two. Twins to the right. One receiver on the left out of the shotgun. Schloff coming in motion again. And Schloff runs right in to Adrian Garcia. And they're slow getting up. Smith has nobody to hand the ball off to, and he is tackled back at the 19-yard line for a loss of nine. So third and 11. As Hardin Valley will try to convert another third and long situation. Schloff came in motion on the jet sweep and not sure what the play call was, but he and Garcia ran right into each other, and now Nickel is back at tailback. Twins to the right, one receiver on the left. Smith, play action, throws it deep over the middle. Schloff had it in his hands. They bounced off. He dropped it. Foodie was there on the coverage, but the pass falls incomplete. Yeah, I mean, that was a good pass for him to get at down there. I mean, it was right into his hands. He did dive a little bit for it. Uh, I thought they would have gotten the flag on that, but uh, no no flag thrown. It looked like that uh, Foodie grabbed a hold of him before the ball actually got there, but um, Hardin Valley struggling right now to get something moving. Hardin Valley goes three and out for the first time tonight. 8.37 left to go in the second corner. Argon is back to punt. Had a kick blocked last week against Jefferson County. And a whistle blows this play dead. It's a false start against the Hawks. So it's going to back up this punt even further. If they're smart here, they need to kick it away from Matt White and not let it anywhere near him. Argon gets the punt away. Line drive kick. Caught at the Hardin Valley 45 by White. Breaks to the left side. Gets in past the 30. Past the 35. the 20. Inside past the 10. And is forced out of bounds by Oregon. Back at the 8-yard line. That's exactly what I said that they didn't need to do. They need to try when they're kicking this ball. They don't need to kick it anywhere near Matt White when he gets a hold of that ball. It's a 31-yard punt, a 37-yard return, and Farragut has first and goal at the Hardin Valley 8. And Matt White with a touchdown off a swing pass already, a big reception off a drag route, and a big punt return there showing off that 4-4 speed already in the first half tonight. Twins to the left out of the shotgun. 
The handoff to Shea. He's got space on the right side, and he's into the end zone for a touchdown. There is a flag down back at the seven-yard line. If the play stands, it'll be Farragut's fourth touchdown of the first half. Anytime there's there, it's normally a hold or... So the touchdown comes off the board. It was a hold. And that's just an unfortunate mistake for Fairgate. As Shib had plenty of space on the right side, didn't need the block. Flag came in late. And so instead, it's now first and goal back at the Hardin Valley 17-yard line. Trips to the left, one receiver on the right. Moore back to pass. Scrambling to his right. Now he's going to take off with as he gets away from the pressure. Takes a hard hit as he gets across the 15-yard line. Wilhite hammered him on the play. Gets up quickly. Seems to be all right. It's going to bring up second and goal at the 12. Ty didn't did a good job of getting back there and getting some pressure on him. Just couldn't execute on making the tackle. 7.50 left to go in the first half. Farragut leads Harden Valley 21 to nothing. Second and goal at the 12. Moore fakes the handoff, keeps it off the read option. So much room up the middle, and he's going to scamper into the end zone for a touchdown for the Admirals. Yeah, everybody was following the running back on that play. They and That was a great uh, fake on the handoff. The entire Hawk team following the running back, and he just ran straight up the middle with nobody touching him. Moore's second touchdown run of the season. Keeney's kick is away, and it's good. 7.39 left to go in the first half. Farragut leads Hard Valley 28 to nothing as you listen to Hawks football on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Four touchdowns, four kickoffs, four touchbacks. And Hardin Valley will repeat the process again, trying to change the end result, however, with its offensive drives after going three and out on its last possession and an interception on the possession before. So first and 10 for Hardin Valley at its own 20. Trips bunched to the right, and one receiver flexed out to the left. Smith off a bootleg, carrying it to the right himself. He's hit as he gets back to the line of scrimmage. It'll bring up second and 10. Walker on the stop, seven and a half minutes left to go in the first half. He didn't have anywhere to go on that. I mean, Farragut was following him with the ball the entire time. There was no fooling them on that. I mean, stopped right at the line of scrimmage. A lot of effort with no gain. Harn Valley showing trips to the left with one receiver on the right coming out of the shotgun. Farragut with four down linemen. Draw play to Nickel. Dances behind in the backfield. Gets back up to the line of scrimmage and picks up a yard before being hit. Eli Purcell on the stop as the clock continues to run. Purcell, the leading tackler on this Farragut defense, came into tonight's game. 77 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, and a pair of sacks. Might have a chance for another one with an obvious passing down here. Third and nine at the 21-yard line. Twins to the right out of the shotgun. Smith checks back to the sideline. 
Play action, back to pass, rolling out to his left, throws it across, pass is caught at the 29 by Braden Schloff. He's tackled immediately, and he's going to be short of the first down marker. He's going to be short by just a few inches. Kuhn made the stop, and it appears that Hardin Valley is going to keep its offense on the field. Well, the, the line judge was actually sitting there closer to the 30, but they placed the ball at the 29. Which, from this angle, I believe is the correct call. Brady Hogriff is now in at tailback. The freshman, 6'2", 175 pounds. Smith is in the shotgun. Fourth and one, and the Hawks are going for it. Two receivers to the right. They fake the handoff to Hogriff. Smith is going to keep it. He gets across the 30 and picks up a first down. So we haven't seen Hogriff yet tonight. They fake the handoff to him. Smith keeps it. And the delay response from the Farragut defense is just enough for Smith to pick up a gain of four and an advanced heating and air first down. I was watching the freshman game this, this uh, past Monday, watching Hogriff and the way that he runs. He does a great job of, of lowering his shoulders and really getting in there and being physical as a running back. It's going to be great to watch him next season. And the shotgun on first down. Smith rolling out to his right on a passing down. Throws it down the field, and he's got Briley Love behind the defense. Getting caught up to and thrown down to the ground hard by Rice as Love made the catch at the 40, gets all the way down to the Farragut 31. It's an advance heating and air first down for Hardin Valley as Briley Love, a fantastic route down the sideline, and Smith doing an excellent job at finding him as he slipped behind Rice. Uh, I mean, Briley Love's one of the small, smaller players out on the field, and when he got a hold of the ball, wasn't letting him go. Smith basically just suplexed him into the ground <laughs> to get him to stay down. Gain of 36. First and 10 at the 31. The handoff to Nickel. Accelerates right into the pile between the tackles. Gets across the 30. Picks up a short gain. It's going to set up second down. Four and a half minutes left to play in the first half. Harden Valley trails Farragut 28 to nothing. And this is where Harden Valley trying to get some kind of momentum going. If they can get something moving here, get some positive momentum going into the half, get into the end zone. Be able to have something positive to talk about in the locker room to be able to come out here in the second half and try to turn it up a little bit. Second and seven at the 28-yard line. Play action, pass over the middle, just out of reach of a diving Jacob Green, and the pass falls incomplete. Yeah, if, if Jacob Green would have had two more steps on him, he would have had that ball and been close to getting into the end zone. They ran that play against Cleveland back on the second week of the season, and Green made an impressive diving catch that he actually bobbled before securing it as he hit the turf. It was a really impressive play by the tight end. That set up a touchdown in that game against the Blue Raiders. But that pass just a little bit out of reach from Smith. And now third and seven at the Farragut 28-yard line. Trips to the left, one receiver on the right. Play action. And Smith just dumps it off as the pass is ruled incomplete. And now a discussion about intentional grounding, and here comes the flag. Smith threw out of a sack. There was nobody in the vicinity. The pass also failed to make the line of scrimmage. So intentional, ground, intentional grounding it is. And that's going to bring up fourth down. 
Yeah, I mean, as he was there, it wasn't. A, it was a situation where he just couldn't get anything on his arm strength to be able to throw that ball down. And I mean, when you've got a defender wrapped around you as a quarterback <laughs> trying to make that throw, when he's got the other arm tied up as well. I mean, you just have no momentum to be able to throw the ball down the field. And they are bringing the punting team out. The penalty knocks the line of scrimmage all the way back to the 44-yard line, so it's 4th and 23. And here comes Argon for his third punt of the night. Had a 31-yard punt, his last attempt. But Matt White returned it 37 yards all the way to the Hardin Valley 8. Yeah. Aragon needs to kick it to the opposite side of White. Boots this one away. White lets it bounce behind him. It hits at the 10-yard line and rolls into the end zone for a touchback, which I think normally as a punter you don't want to see that, but I think you'll take that result if you're Harden Valley. Yeah, I mean, you, like I said, you do not want to get it in Matt White's hands because he's going to be able to make some big plays and, and move that ball down the field on special teams. I mean, it's it's just I don't understand why he's kicking it anywhere close to Matt White. Got to kick it away from him. And, I mean, there's a lot of positive that we've seen in the in two of these drives for Hardin Valley to be able to work up on. It's just what we've seen all year. They, they take two steps forward and then three steps backwards because of just simple mistakes. First and 10 for Farragut at its own 20-yard line. Read option. Moore fakes the handoff and keeps it. And he's dragged down as he gets across the line of scrimmage, picks up a short game. Salyer on the tackle. Three and a half minutes to go in the first half. Farragut leads 28 to nothing over Harden Valley. And the Admirals with their worst starting field position of the evening. I mean, you don't think that Farragut is not going to go in the air against this. They're going to keep the ball on the ground. Moore back to pass. Right on cue. Throws over the far side. Pass is caught at the 38-yard line and forced out of bounds. That's a first down for Farragut. It's a gain of 16. Well, I, I totally misspoke on that. They throw it down the field and get the first down. Yeah, I mean, with three minutes to go and being able to run the way that Farragut's running, I thought they'd keep it on the ground. But, uh, you know, maybe Hardin Valley can get them to do that again and make an interception here, make a big play on defense. Corum on the reception, his second of the night. Moore back to pass, throwing it into the flat to White. He catches it at the 35, gets up past the 40, tried to sidestep a defender. But Smith able to trip him up as he gets up to the 45-yard line. Still a gain of seven, and it's second and three. Again, it's one of those situations where when, when you're fair getting, you have an athlete with the talent of Matt White out there, it's kind of easy. It makes it, He makes it look easy. Second and three at the Farragut 45. The handoff to Williams. Between the tackles is hit. Ball comes out at the end of the play, and they will whistle it dead. Farragut fell back on top of it anyway, but they whistled it dead after Williams was dragged down at the 50-yard line. So it's a gain of five and a first down at midfield. Nick Milstead, the backup tight end, fell on top of the football after it squirted out, but was ruled not a fumble. Trips to the right for Farragut. Harden Valley. Two down linemen with the defensive ends. Showing blitz on the outside. 
Fakes the handoff. Moore takes off with it. Breaks off the right side. He's got blockers. Gets past the 45 inside the 40 and runs out of bounds. At the 38. It's a gain of 12 and another first down for the Admirals. There's a flag on the play. Looks like it's going to come back. Flag back at the Hard Valley 40. Moore, a nice job being patient trying to direct traffic, but apparently that traffic got caught up in a holding penalty. So that, that pushes them back. Still first down. It's 10 yards from the spot of the foul, so they are going to rule that this is back to the 50-yard line, so it's essentially a repeat of first down, still first and 10. Twins to the left out of the shotgun. And that's White in the slot on the near side. Fake the handoff. Moore looking downfield. Throws it over the middle. And the pass is broken up. And it falls incomplete. Nickel on the coverage with a diving pass breakup. They were looking for Kiesling, who is running the post pattern over the middle of the field. Nickel actually had White beaten on that, where he had a better angle at the ball. Uh, not sure why he dove for it, but a great effort, though, to make sure that it, the ball was broken up there. Second and 10 at the 50, 204 left to go in the first half. Moore fakes the handoff, keeps it, bounces off a defender, and falls forward after getting hit to about the 41-yard line. That's going to bring up third and one. Fairgate still with all three of its timeouts left. They get up to the line quickly. Moore checks into the sideline. Twins to the left. One receiver on the right. Tight end on the left. They give it to Williams. He's got the first down and more inside the 35. Slips and is eventually taken down inside the 35-yard line. So it's another first down for Farragut. 90 seconds left to go in the half. Clock will stop while they get the chains moved. First and 10 at the 32-yard line. The 32 Twins to the left. Moore back to pass. Now he's going to take off and scramble. He's hit from behind as he picks up a good chunk of yards up towards the 27-yard line. So it's a gain of five. Salyer broke off the pocket and managed to catch up to Moore and take him down from behind. One minute left to go in the half. Twins to the left, one receiver on the right. Moore rolling out to his left. Throws to the sideline. Pass is caught by Kiesling. Stays in bounds as he tries to force his way upfield. Gets inside the 20. Smith eventually takes him down. It's a first and 10 for Farragut at the Harden Valley 17. 48 seconds left to go. Farragut still working with the no huddle. They've still got all three of their timeouts left, so time not as much of a factor for the Admirals here. Trips to the right out of the shotgun. Moore back to pass. Now he rolls out to his left. Looking, tosses it into the end zone. Receiver slips behind the defense. It's a touchdown for Farragut. White broke off his route. Moore directed him back to the corner, and White has his second touchdown reception of the night. That was a great job. Everybody was covered. Went back, actually motioned for White to go where he wanted him. Was able to just basically loft that into the end zone. Great job by Farragut. Snap, hold, kick. 
Good. 30 seconds left to go in the first half. Farragut leads 35 to nothing. The Admirals have scored on all five of their first half possessions. Yet, I mean, they have not had any real resistance on the offensive side of the ball from the Hardin Valley defense. And this is where Hardin Valley has got to, I mean, I know it's late in the season. There's a lot going on in their heads and the players' heads on what they're trying to do. But you want to try to finish your season strong. You want to try to do everything that you can in these games. They don't need to hold their head down in this situation. There's still plenty of time in the game. But take the small wins as you go in this game and try to turn it into something even bigger in the second half. Harden Valley has moved the football inside the Farragut 30-yard line twice. One drive ended with an interception. The most recent possession was halted by an intentional grounding penalty that knocked the Hawks out of field goal range. Passifume receives the kick back at the one-yard line, gets up to the 18, and is crushed by Coffey, and it's going to set up first and 10 at the 17-yard line. 24 seconds left to go in this first half. Farragut with a 35 to nothing lead. Harn Valley with a pair of timeouts, but we'll see what Mike Potter opts to do here. We've seen both sides of this from Potter where he takes a knee and just goes to the locker room, and we've seen him try to throw it downfield. So, I mean, you're right. We don't know exactly what he's going to do here. It looks like he's going to try to go for something. you got 24 seconds to go. I would try to make something downfield and, and try to get some kind of momentum going into the locker room. Smith is in the shotgun. He's got twins to his left, a tight end on the left. It's a draw to Nickel. He's got some space, gets up past the 20, jukes back inside, gets across the 25, and up back towards the 29. And it's an advance heating and air first down for Harden Valley off the nice run from Ryan Nickel. And they call timeout. Gain of 12 out to the 29-yard line. They stop the clock for the chains, and now the clock starts running again. That looked like the official had signaled for a timeout. Six seconds left. They get the snap off. Another draw play to Nickel. Tries to bounce it out to the right side, and he's forced out of bounds by Foodie. And they... There's two seconds still on that clock. Arden Valley does not appear that it's going to argue for those last two seconds, and the Hawks are going to head back to the locker room, as are the Admirals. Matt White with a pair of touchdown receptions. Dawson Moore with three touchdown passes and a 12-yard touchdown run. Combine that with the one-yard run by Williams, and the Admirals have a 35-0 lead at the end of the first half. It's an interesting first half, to, to say the least. I mean, Hardin Valley has had some definite positives, some definite uh, highlights to be able to look at as they go into the locker room for halftime to talk about. They need to be able to take those positives. Uh, looking at Smith and, and his carries and, and the positive yards that he's had. Uh, Schloff with his yardage and his receptions. And then Nickel as well with some of the runs. I mean, he's had some of his best runs in this game that he's had all season. So, I mean, there's, a, there's positives that they can take out of this in the locker room and really try to push those and make them better as they come in for the second half of football and try to make something happen here and turn this game around. 
We'll recap the first half, preview the second half, all that and more. We'll see if we can't get a score update from Eric Kane back at the WOKI headquarters with Brian Tatum. I'm Joel Silverberg. Your score at the half from Bill Claybo Field at Eddie Courtney Stadium. Harden Valley Trails Farragut 35 to nothing as you listen to Hawks football here on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Thirty-five to nothing. Your score for the home team out here at Bill Claybo Field, Eddie Courtney Stadium at Farragut High School. Joel Silverberg alongside Brian Tatum, recapping the scoring for you. Farragut was facing a third down on its own forty-six yard line when a swing pass from Dawson Moore to Matt White was taken fifty-four yards for a touchdown to make the score seven to nothing. Trace Corum caught a sixty-seven yard pass from Moore. At the 6:35 mark of the first quarter to make it 14 to nothing, Deion Williams scored on a one-yard run on third and goal to make it 21 to nothing in the second quarter. Moore kept it on a read option to score from 12 yards out to make it 28 to nothing, and White caught his second touchdown pass of the night, breaking off of his route, slipping into the back corner of the end zone, and Moore found him for his third touchdown pass of the night. White's second touchdown reception with 30 seconds remaining in the half to make it 35 to nothing. Harden Valley has driven inside Farragut's 30-yard line on two occasions. Both of those possessions obviously came up empty. And so Harden Valley has done some good things on offense, but has not been able to put it together to establish a full drive the length of the field quite yet. Well, I mean, exactly. I mean, they, they've had some positive movement on the offensive side of the ball. Being able to get it downfield, they haven't made it into the red zone yet. But they've made movement downfield. They've had some long drives that have helped them on that. They need to take that positivity and try to move that into the second half and, and take it a step further and get into the end zone and try to uh, you know, bring this game back into a manageable situation on what they're doing. Farragut, I mean, they, they've done a tremendous job on the offensive side of the ball of being able to control, of throwing and, and running at will. Um, Williams and White are both doing a great job on what you guys or what they are doing on the field here of being able to run and get down through there. So, I mean, it, this, this, is, this is still a, ga- a game that can have some kind of outcome going on. Halftime here at Farragut High School. The Admirals lead the Hawks 35 to nothing. Let's send it back to the studio with a score update with Eric Kane. Eric, thank you very much. Joel Silverberg alongside Brian Tatum, where at Farragut High School, the Hawks trail the home Admirals 35 to nothing in the final home game of the season for Eddie Courtney's team. And great to see Coach Courtney back back out coaching on the field in his 25th season at Farragut High School began back in the 90s and has had seven 10-win campaigns and he has a very competitive team I know five and three does not look like this overly impressive record but five and three with losses to West Maryville and Dobbins Bennett which is on its way to winning the region again after doing so a year ago Dobbins Bennett Ain't no on the year, 5-0 and in region play, playing Science Hill tonight, and then we'll play Alcoa next Thursday. Farragut getting Hardin Valley tonight. They will head to Jefferson County next week, so Farragut a great opportunity to finish second in the region after getting that big win over Science Hill 
uh, back at the start of October. Bearden, of course, playing Morristown West tonight. A win and a Hardin Valley loss gives the Bulldogs a playoff berth. They'll take on Science Hill next week and what would be a really nice test for the Bulldogs going into the postseason. Uh, and uh, Jefferson County, of course, off this week and will try to avoid an 0-10 season against the Admirals next Friday night. Looking at the numbers here tonight for Hardin Valley, so far Caleb Smith 4 of 10 for 64 yards and that interception, but a couple of pass plays that have worked out really well. Really love those quick passes over the middle, trying to find Passifume and Schloff in the slot. And that's what Hardin Valley's got to do moving into the second half. They've got to try to be a little bit more aggressive on getting the ball down the field in passing. I know They've had a struggle, and I'm, I apologize for being short of breath. <laughs> I just came up the stands. Uh, they, they've had a struggle on interceptions, but you got to, at some point, you got to take that risk. You're well, down 35 points. You've got to take the risk of getting the ball in the air and try to move it downfield. No, I agree, and I think also defensively you've got to do a better job at being able to hold your own in the passing game with the exception of the pass breakup from Ryan Nickel. Dawson Moore's been perfect. He's 9 of 10, 207 yards, three touchdowns, and already Farragut has over 100 yards on the ground with a pair of scores to go along with that. So you're talking about 319 yards of total offense for Farragut in the first half. They averaged 366 yards per game. They're up 35 to nothing. They averaged 30 points per game. Hardin Valley has to figure out something going on on defense. It's a defense that has had its issues all year, came into this game giving up over 400 yards and more than 42 points per game, and at some point you have to find a way to slow down an opposing team's offense. So we can keep talking about, yes, it's good to see good things in the offense and a couple of really nice runs by Nickel, a couple of nice passes by Smith, and that they can put a couple drives together. If you can't stop anybody on defense, you're essentially asking your offense to have to go out and score every time, and Hardin Valley, just a lot happening right now for that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, your defense has got to step it up and prevent and actually get Farragut to kick a ball. I mean, they, they've, they've converted... Every time that they've been in a third down situation, they've converted to make that first down. And that's that's something Hardin Valley struggled with all season long of preventing that third down conversion. But you got to, if you're the coach in the locker room right now, you're having that conversation with them. You're saying, do you want to win this? Do you want to come back out here and play your heart out? Or are you going to roll over? Are you going to just say, I'm done and, and not worry about it? They have to be ready to get out here. They have to be on their A game to be able to try to fight back from this 35-point deficit. And, and it's, it's been a tough season for Hardin Valley. You've had some mid-season attrition. You've, had, you've obviously been having to navigate the whole pandemic with the COVID situation, all that contact tracing where teams have a couple of players this week and another week sitting out. Hardin Valley's also been flat out hit by injuries. You, you had Seth Bailey in a walking boot at one point. He's out there tonight. You, you've had Briley Love miss some time. Ty Gentry has missed time. You've had Ian Salyer banged up. Ty Denton, you've just had a number of guys. Michael Spurgeon, your best defensive player, lost for the year with a broken leg. Sam Simpson gets knocked out uh, after two weeks. He's out with a concussion, so Caleb Smith takes over. Simpson is back, but Smith taking the reins of the offense now and you've just had to adjust to a lot of different things on the fly 
throughout the course of the season. Absolutely. And, I mean, we were talking about it before the game and looking at what what they have injury-wise right, right now. And you, you look at the bench and you see 14 players that are injured right now on this Harden Valley team. And that that's a big deal on trying to have any kind of synergy or any kind of momentum going when you have that many players and a lot of them are starters. So it's yeah. hard to get anything going in that aspect. Especially when you've been hit so hard in the secondary. I mentioned Seth Bailey. Braden Sharp has missed time uh, earlier this season. He did not play during the West game. He's out there tonight. He's been one of your leading tacklers. Ethan Blaylock is not dressed tonight, who has made some big plays back at the safety spot. It's just unfortunate to see Harden Valley having to go through all of that, but especially at that position group because it's a group that is – Coach Potter said at the beginning of the year, we're really young back there. You saw Harden Valley getting burned a lot in the passing game. You saw it happen a bunch against Oak Ridge. You saw it happen a lot against Cleveland. And it was a matter of finding guys that could be more experienced staff there after you lose both your cornerbacks in Jordan Hibbert and, and Kelton Gunn from a year ago and now having to find guys that can play on the outside. Chase Idle, who looks like, okay, we've got a young sophomore that can do a lot of really good things. Maybe he can play cornerback. Starts to struggle. Now he's unavailable for the rest of the season. So it's been a rotating cast and crew back in the secondary, and opposing quarterbacks have had a field day with Harden Valley this year. It's something that is going to have to change moving forward. It's something that's going to have to change next year. And I think, and Coach Potter understands that, but it's a matter of young guys trying to get more and more reps, guys trying to get in better physical shape, trying to get more speed, trying to be faster, trying to be more athletic, trying to be able to track receivers more. Because Jonah Smith, on the, on the touchdown catch by Trace Corum, Smith is right there. But that first step by Corum gives him enough separation after making the catch. Smith never catches up to him. It's a 30-yard foot race to the end zone after the reception. Smith is right there the whole time and can't bring Corum down. It's those little things to get a, a slight step faster, to be able to get a little bit stronger, to be able to make a play in the secondary like that. And, and again, I mean, this isn't an excuse in the aspects of of what it is, but, I mean, you have a team that hasn't had the, the capabilities of gelling with a new head coach. You had COVID, and, yes, every school has had COVID, but you have to look at it in the aspects of Hardin Valley hasn't had really that time to really work on what they were doing and kind of incorporate a new running play and, and try to build some of the stamina up that a lot of these players didn't have to begin with because they weren't the starters from last year. We'll come back with the second half momentarily. Your score after two quarters of play, Hardin Valley Trails Fair get 35 to nothing out here at Bill Claybo Field. Second half upcoming with Brian Tatum. I'm Joel Silverberg here on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI. The second half here at Bill Claybo Field, Eddie Courtney Stadium, Farragut High School, and a fun rivalry that has been a treat to call the last couple of years. Now, these two trips that we've had to Farragut in the three seasons we've been doing these games have not been great for Harden Valley. Harden Valley has been shut out in the last six quarters it has played at this field. 28 to nothing was the score two years ago when a region championship was on the line between these two teams and we mentioned in the last segment Brian the touchdown reception by Trace Corum 
brings back some tough memories for Hardin Valley from Tanner Corum from two years ago who had two touchdown receptions and a pair of interceptions against the Hawks in that region title game two years ago. And, and I mean, the, the nice thing, and I mean, knock on wood on this one, we haven't had the injuries in this game that we had two years ago when we were here. Yes, well, the elder Filipkowski brother went down and was uh, it needed to be carted off on a stretcher. I know there were a lot of fans really from both sides really concerned about Nick's health. Uh, ended up that the stretcher was very precautionary, and he played the following week in the playoff loss to Udawal, uh seven days later and, and actually played well in that game too. So uh, we, we were talking to former head coach Wes Jones. He said Nick's going to give it a go tonight and did not seem to be phased at all. So it turned out a, a if memory serves correctly, I don't want to misspeak here, but I believe it ended up being just a shoulder issue instead of a neck issue, which was very fortunate for Harden Valley and for Nick. So he was able to play in his final game as a senior. And some some good memories from that first season. A lot of fun. The road win at Dobbins-Bennett, the, the home win against Bearden, and we just had a lot of fun that season. Uh, and, and it's been fun in the in the years since. So about to wrap up our third season calling Hard Valley football games. And we appreciate you being with us tonight and at any point throughout the time of the last three years. And Simeon Sharp filling in for Reese Keeney. He line drives this opening kickoff. It's fielded at the seven-yard line by Schloff, who maneuvers his way up past the 25-yard line and is dragged down before he can get to the 30. As Hardin Valley takes the opening second half kickoff. That, no. that was actually one of the best uh, returns that Hardin Valley's had. Actually, I think it's the it's just only the second return oh, second, that Hardin yeah. had. I was trying to remember if we had a return or not. Passifume had one uh, that just failed to get into the end zone off the leg of Keeney. It was a 16-yard return, got out to the 17-yard line. So now Hardin Valley starts first and 10 at its own 29. And Sam Simpson is now in at quarterback. Play action, first play. He's throwing it deep over the middle, and the pass is intercepted at the 46. Looking for Schloff deep over the middle, and Mason Collins picks off Sam Simpson on his first pass of the game and that's something that Hardin Valley did not want to have come out here and to start off the second half with basically turning the ball over and not basically turning the ball over and actually putting Farragut in really good field position of where they're at at midfield we saw this against Bearden a few weeks ago where when the offense was not working under Caleb Smith they threw Simpson in there he threw a couple of long passes to Ty Gentry Simpson with the stronger arm and tried to do the same there, finding Schloff over the middle, but Collins, an excellent job coming over the top and picking that pass off. And on first and 10, the handoff to Moses goes for a gain of two. As Bailey makes the tackle, and it'll be second and eight. Harden Valley's defense did a better job there watching that run and being able to get there and, and stop him as he got to the line of scrimmage. His his feet got him that extra two yards there from the line of scrimmage. Collins leads the team in interceptions. That's his fourth pick of the season. Eighth on the year for the Farragut defense. Another handoff here, breaking off the left side. Not much there. The tackle is made as Moses only picks up about two. And it'll bring up third down. Yeah, and this is where Hart and Malley has struggled this season of stopping a third down conversion. Uh, they have... They've had very few 
successful attempts of stopping a third down conversion this entire season. Matter of fact, go ahead. 9.20 left to go in the third quarter. Running clock here with a 35 to nothing score for Farragut in favor of Hardin Valley. Moore takes the handoff, keeps it. And the hole up the middle closed up quickly. Hardin Valley read the read option well there. And so for the first time tonight, Farragut fails to convert a third down. And they're going to keep the offense on the field and go quickly here. They need four yards. They're at the Hardin Valley 47. Need to get to the 43. Hard count from Moore. Doesn't work. Twins to the right. Tight end on the right. Running back on the right. One receiver on the left. Moore rolls out to his right. Throws it. Pass is caught at the... No, it's intercepted. Going the other way past the 50. The 40. Inside the 35. It bounced off the hands of the receiver. And Harden Valley came away with it. He literally came over the back of the, the receiver and it, it, he juggled the ball and took it out of the air and just took off running. Chance Van was the intended target. He got vertical and got his hands on that pass. It looked like he had made the catch, and when he came down with it, the ball just wasn't there. Up. <laughs> Could not see who made the interception for Harden Valley on the far side of the field. It's the first interception for the Hardin Valley defense this season. And now Simpson back to pass, throwing it deep over the middle, and that one nearly picked off. Collins nearly had his second in as many defensive snaps. They tried to find Mason LaSource of the tight end over the middle, and Collins read it, jumped in front of it, got his hands on it, but couldn't reel it in. Simpson still in at quarterback for Hardin Valley, 720 and counting, left to go. In the third quarter, your defensive has given you a golden opportunity here, and you've got to try to make this make this happen and get some points on the board. Twins on the right. Nickel goes in motion out to the flat. They throw a reverse screen back the other way, and Schloff has it. He's tackled. Ball comes out at the end. It is recovered by Harden Valley. As Schloff nearly got away from the tackler, and if the defender grabbing his jersey had been unable to bring him down, Schloff might have scored down the left sideline. Instead, the fumble leads to a loss of one, and it's now third and 11 at the 33-yard line. So Harden Valley got a gift with that interception return back to the Farragut 32, and now trying to take advantage and see if it can get some points on the board with the starting field position it was gifted. Trips to the right out of the shotgun. Simpson rolls out to his right. Stiff arms the defender. Throws it down the sideline. The pass is incomplete. Threw it out of bounds. There were two receivers there and four defenders. Nobody was able to get to the football. It'll be fourth down and 11. They're, they're, I mean, they don't, they've got to go for it here. They've got to try to get into the end zone. Yeah, you're, you're going to see another pass here, although we have seen... Coach Potter, in situations like this, try to run it just to catch the defense off guard. Would be a 50-yard field goal for John Aragon, which he has hit in practice. Hawks offense on the field. Twins to the right, and there's a false start. 
from Isaac Wilhite, the left tackle. And this is, this is again, what we've talked about, some of those simple mistakes that end up costing Harden Valley some, some real opportunities of being able to get some points on the board. We've seen it all season long. Already seven minutes into this third quarter, five minutes remaining in quarter number three, 35 to nothing, Farragut leads Harden Valley. Fourth and 16 at the 38-yard line. Play action for Simpson, looking deep. Chucks it down the middle into double coverage. Did Schloff catch that? Yes, he did. It's an advance heating and air. First down for Harden Valley at the five-yard line. And what a grab from Braden Schloff. Double teamed on a jump ball. Went up and came down with it. He had to fight off two defenders there. Like you said, he was double teamed. Jumped up in there. The two defenders were over the top of him. He got his hands on the ball, brought it in, and came down to the ground with it. Great job, Schloff. First and goal just inside the five-yard line. Twins to the right. The handoff. For Nickel, spins off a defender, still on his feet, and he gets it to the end zone for the touchdown. Harden Valley. Ryan Nickel was stood up at the line of scrimmage, fought off a defender, spun back to the inside, and scores on the five-yard touchdown run. He did a good job of getting that second effort of in there. We thought he was stopped right at the line of scrimmage. He kind of did that little roll off to the side. Came around, had a defender actually holding on to the back of his jersey and just t took off straight into the end zone. Great Walk job. Walker to snap, LaSorsa to hold. Argon to kick. Kick is away. Good. 4-11 left to go in the third quarter. Harden Valley's on the board. Farragut still leads 35-7 as you listen to Hawks football on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. So the drive set up by the interception by Briley Love gave Harden Valley good field position. And the Hawks capitalized with a five-yard touchdown run by Nickel. And now Collins breaking out to the right side on the kickoff return. Gets across the 35-yard line. A flag comes out at the end of the run. And there is a Farragut player limping off the field after what I'm guessing was a collision right at the middle of the 35-yard line and is the penalty against Farragut on the return. That's going to back up the Admirals. And this is another gift that Hardin Valley is being given here with this field position of trying to pin this Farragut offense back. This defense has got to step up, make a big play, get, get those defensive ends in there and in the backfield, make some loss of yardage plays here. Twins to the left, one receiver on the right. The handoff to Shea, and he's stuffed in the backfield. It's going to be a big loss as he failed to get off the edge. I believe that was Denton that made the stop, and Denton a little slow to get up. I think he just had him fall on his, um, <laughs> on his leg as he was tackling him there. Stretched himself out. He's going to stay in the game. Appeared to just land awkwardly. It is a loss of two. And it will be second and 12. Twins to the left again. Moore takes the snap. 
The handoff to Shiv. Breaks off the right side. He's got space. Gets across the 35. Spins between two defenders and is dragged down from behind as he gets out to the 40-yard line. So it is a first down for Farragut after the gain of 17. Just over three minutes to play here in the third quarter. Farragut still leads 35-7. Tight end in motion from left to right. They throw it into the flat near side to Van. Van breaks off to the sideline, forced out by Smith. As he picks up a gain of four, it'll be second and six. Harden Valley doing a decent job on defense and those first two downs they're still struggling on that third down conversion twins to the right one receiver on the left second and six at the Farragut 44 the handoff Shea breaks away from a tackle gets across the 50 picks up a first down and it'll be first and ten at the 48 yard line of Harden Harden Valley Harden Valley had him wrapped up, not making the first down in that second effort. He just kind of pushed the entire pack of Harden Valley players on into the first down. First and 10, Farragut on the plus side of the 50. Another handoff. And Shea this time is stalled at the line of scrimmage, might have picked up a yard. And they'll give him two. 2.20 and counting left to go in the third quarter. Third quarter moving by very quickly here. (laughs) No longer a full-on running clock with the deficit now within 35 points, but Farragut keeping the ball on the ground is not doing Harden Valley any favors. Trips to the right out of the shotgun for Moore. Another handoff to Shea this time. Tries to break it out to the right side. He stalled up. In the backfield, spins up the field, and is taken down for a loss of one. It'll set up third and nine. A lot of emotions and everything in this game. You had two uh, Harden Valley player and a Farragut player in the backfield there trying to uh, really uh, talk it out <laughs> as to what, what they're going to be doing. Uh, refs had to jump in there and just ask them to say, cool it down a little bit, boys. It's all right. Under a minute and a half to go. Farragut leads Harden Valley 35-7. to Third and nine at the Harden Valley 47-yard line. Moore in the shotgun. He's got two receivers to his left. He's looking to his left. Throws the out route. Pass is caught at the 38 by Van. He steps back to the 40 and is taken down. So he gave up the first down yardage after he was taken down by Molden and Smith. So it'll be fourth and one at the Harden Valley 39 after Van caught the pass at the first down marker, all he had to do was fall forward, instead takes a step backwards and can't regain the yardage. Moore and the offense coming to the line quickly. Snap, Moore's going to keep it himself. He's hit, falls forward, picks up the first down. A two-yard gain, and it's going to be first and 10 at the Harden Valley 37. They snapped the ball before Harden Valley was even ready to be set in the defensive package there they i mean you you had your entire defensive line standing up when he snapped the ball surprised they didn't go with a hard count they got ready so quickly 35 seconds and counting left to go in the third quarter twins to the right one receiver on the left in the shotgun is dawson moore the handoff shea up the middle 
Gets inside the 35. Gain of four. It'll be second and six. I don't know if Farragut's going to run another play before the conclusion of this third quarter. I think you're exactly right. So Hardin Valley gets on the board and scores off the five-yard touchdown run by Ryan Nickel thanks to the big fourth down completion from Sam Simpson to Braden Schloff, originally set up off the interception by Briley Love. The Admirals lead 35-7 to as we head to the fourth quarter here at Bill Claybo Field. You're listening to Hawks football on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI. A run to the outside on second down. As the ball carrier is pushed out. First, they're marking it down inside the 30 at the 28-yard line. That's going to make it third and one. No shit on the carry, and he lines up a tailback again. Third and one for Farragut as we start the fourth quarter. The give to shit. He runs off the right tackle. Gets between two defenders and falls forward as Nickel takes him down. He gets out to the 21-yard line. It's a gain of eight and a first down for the Admirals. So first and 10 at the 21. 35-7, to Farragut leads Harden Valley early in the fourth quarter here. We appreciate you being with us. I'm Joel Silverberg alongside Brian Tatum. Andy Sellers, our producer this evening, back at the WOKI headquarters. Milstead goes in motion at the tight end spot from right to left. They give it to Shea again. He bounces it out off the left tackle. And is knocked out of bounds at the 15-yard line. A flag is down back at the 18. It looked like they had a hold of the jersey over there on the side trying to prevent him from getting over there to the tackle. And another hold against Farragut. There's been a handful of those tonight. So it's going to set Farragut back on this first down play as they'll repeat the down. 11-19 left to go in the fourth quarter. Harden Valley trails Farragut 35-7. And the ball now placed at the Harden Valley 28-yard line. And again, this is an opportunity for Harden Valley's defense to try to make something happen here. You've got them backed up a little bit. Don't let them get into the red zone. Don't let them get in there. First and 17. Barrett Smith is now in at quarterback for Farragut. The handoff off the sweep, cuts back up the middle, gets out close to the 20. It'll be second down. And Farragut throwing in some of those other players, some of those second-tier, third-tier players out there trying to get them some reps and get them ready for next season. Harden Valley will probably be doing the same thing here shortly. Deion Williams on that carry. Picked up a gain of seven. It's now second and ten at the 21. Draw play to Williams. Breaks it off the right tackle. Runs out of real estate, but keeps his legs moving up the sideline and gets up close to the 15-yard line before being taken down by Molden and Denton. And it's going to be third down and four at the 15-yard line. Ten and a half left to play here in the fourth quarter. And Williams is the leading rusher for this Farragut team. Shea has missed a couple games this season, but we have seen a very heavy dose of number 38 tonight for the Admirals. Williams in there now on this third and four play. 
Smith takes the snap. Another draw play. Williams has got space. Gets inside the 10-yard line. Dragging defenders inside the 5. And it's going to set up first and goal for the Admirals. On a gain of 12, it'll be first and goal at the 3. Harden Valley struggling. We've seen this all season long when they've had big backs like that. Um, basically doing exactly what he did. He was carrying two defenders on his back as he made it down to the three-yard line. Under 10 to play here. Smith, the handoff. Williams wrapped up and thrown to the ground by Alex Peeler with a hard tackle. No gain on the play. It's going to be second and goal. Nine and a half to play. Harden Valley down 35-7. to seven. And now the defense trying to make a stand here. And Farragut's content with trying to just run this ball, keep running this ball, and, and let this clock continue to run. Smith in the shotgun with twins to the left. The handoff to Williams breaks off a tackle. He's met by a pair of defenders. Did he get to the goal line? He did not. Stopped inside the one. It's going to be third and goal. Talk about Bailey. Third goal. Less than nine minutes to play. And that clock just keeps ticking. And the Admiral sitting on a 28-point lead and trying to get it back to a running clock. In the shotgun, twins to the left. Smith, the handoff, Williams. And there's a pile up right there. No signal yet, and there it is. Touchdown, Deion Williams. Touchdown, Farragut High School. It sounded like they were blowing the whistle before he got into the end zone, but he made that second effort of just pushing into the end zone, and they called it a touchdown. Williams' second touchdown run of the night, and just like the first one, this one comes on a third and goal from the one-yard line. Sharp now in for his first extra point of the night. This one. Is good. 8.32 left to go in the game. Farragut leads Harden Valley 42-7 as you listen to Hawks football on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Sharps kick fielded at the five-yard line by Schlaff. Breaks off a tackle, gets up towards the 20. And he is taken down. At the 21-yard line, and Harden Valley's offense will set up shop there. Harden Valley trying to get something moving here, trying to get some kind of momentum. You know, it, it's one of those situations where un, very unlikely that you're going to be able to make a comeback here to win this game. Anything is possible, but having some positive notes on some of these underclassmen getting some reps in there, what they need to focus on now. First down, they fake the jet sweep. Pass over the middle. It's caught at the 30-yard line. And a herd of Navy jerseys swarm in on the receiver quickly. And he's taken down. Pass a few on the reception. And Simpson still in at quarterback. It is a gain of eight yards. It'll be second and two at the 29. This Farragut crowd still very much into this game and, and staying staying here, the student section obviously excited. They're up 
by 35 points. Twins to the right, one receiver to the left. They fake the pitch out to the left. Throw it deep down the field, looking for Schloff. The pass is overthrown and falls incomplete. It's about five yards over Schloff's head on, on getting down through there. I, I don't think that they, he would have even, even if he was a little bit faster, I don't think he would have gotten to that ball. Parker Arrington on the coverage back at safety for the Admirals. So it'll be third and two at the 29-yard line. Under six and a half to play and counting here. Again, a running clock due to the 35-point deficit for Hardin Valley. 42-7 to the score in favor of the Admirals. Simpson back to pass. Looking, throws over the middle, pass caught at the 40 by Schloff. He's taken out immediately. It is an advance heating and air first down for Hardin Valley. Did a nice spin move uh, on there as soon as he caught the ball. Looked like he was getting into a break dancing move there on the uh, turf. They're running those levels plays right now where they have somebody running a drag, somebody running an in, somebody running a post, and you've got all these receivers coming across over the middle of the field. Hardin Valley trying to work that portion right now. Another fake pitch going deep is Simpson. Pass is dropped at the 30-yard line. Ty Gentry had it in the breadbasket and dropped it. There was some miscommunication. There was a second receiver over on that part of the field, and it looks like Zach Passifu might have gone in front of Gentry, and Gentry still had it in his hands but couldn't complete the catch. Yeah, I think Passifu actually tipped the ball uh, before it got into his hands, and, and that, I mean, Hardin Valley broke up their own pass. It's a nice throw by Simpson. Gentry did a nice job coming back to the ball, but just couldn't finish the catch. Simpson rolling out to his right. Now he's going to take off and run. Past the 45, past the 50, and gets a first down. In advance, heating an air first down as he gets to Farragut's side of the 50 as they mark him out at the Farragut 48-yard line. It's a gain of 11. Advance Heating and Air sponsors all Hardin Valley first downs this season. Their family business is your family's comfort. Some life in the Hardin Valley offense as they're trying to make their way downfield very quickly here. Trips to the left. Four and a half minutes left to play. Hardin Valley down by 35. Play action. Simpson hit as he throws it deep, and the pass is picked off at the 22. Going the other way past the 30, the 35, hit from behind as the ball carrier gets to the 40. That that was uh, basically, I mean, he, he the the defender was in the in where the ball was going to. There were a couple of hawks in the vicinity, but I mean, it was a nice pass directly to the defender. Griffin Mashburn on the pass, and that hit as Simpson was throwing it definitely took some wind out of the sails of that one. So first and 10 at the 41-yard line for Farragut. Barrett Smith keeps it himself on the option, gets whacked after picking up a yard. Tackle by Easton Smith. Gain of one at second and nine. And if Farragut can just <laughs> slow this drive down, uh, get a first down here. I think that'll probably be ball game just in general. 3.20 remains in the fourth quarter. Smith, the handoff. And the ball carrier tackled after a short pickup. I believe that was Kiefer Tatman. 
and it was. Gain of one. So a pair of one-yard runs sets up third and eight at the Farragut 43-yard line. 2.50 left to go in the fourth quarter. 42-7, Farragut leads Harden Valley. Twins to the right, one receiver on the left. Smith in the shotgun. Tight end, motions from the right to the left. Another handoff. Tatman across the 45, gets out close to the 48. Goes It'll set up Tatman. fourth and short. He's tackled by Ian Sawyer. Fourth and three yards to go, needing to get to the Harden Valley 49-yard line. The offense is still on the field. Are they going to run the clock down here, call a timeout, and make a decision on what they're going to do, or are they going to try to go for this? Play clock at 20, game clock at 2.07 and counting. Now the offense comes to the line. Shotgun twins to the right, tight end on the right, one receiver on the left. Smith back to pass, throws over the middle, and the pass is intercepted. Inside the 50, inside the 40, and the ball comes out after he was hit, and the fumble goes out of bounds. Easton Smith dropped back into coverage and made the interception. Fumble at the end of the play goes out of bounds, so Smith dropped back, made the interception on fourth down. And it's the second turnover of the night for the Admirals. So something, try to end this with a positive note for the Hawks. I mean, they, they've got a minute 22 to be able to get it downfield, 40 yards to go. Score another touchdown just to get it, get it over with and, and end this game with some positivity. Just over a minute to go and counting. Play clock at five. Bunch trips on the right. Hayden Bryant now in at quarterback. The handoff to Hogriff. Cuts up off the right side. Gets up to the 36-yard line. It's a gain of four. 50 seconds remain. Harden Valley does have timeouts, but it looks like that they're just going to let it run. Tackle by Elijah Harmon. 38 seconds. Clock still ticking. Second and six at the 36. Trips to the right. Brian in the shotgun. Hogriff on his right. 25 seconds now. Bryant rolling out to his right. Now he's going to take off with it. Gets inside the 35, gets inside the 30. Picks up an advance heating and air first down for the Hawks. 13 seconds remain. Clock still running. And I think they're going to just let it be that. Gets out to the 29-yard line. Harden Valley trying to get to the line. They will not get the playoff, and that's going to do it for this one. Farragut builds a 35 to nothing halftime lead. The team's trade touchdowns in the second half, and that's all she wrote. Farragut improves to 6-3 on the season. Harden Valley drops to 1-8. It's playoff hopes officially over, and the Hawks will conclude their season next Friday night at home against Morristown West. Farragut will look for a 7-3 regular season end when it heads to Jefferson County next week to take on the Patriots. With Brian Tatum, I'm Joel Silverberg. Your final score from Bill Claybo Field and Eddie Courtney Stadium. Hard Valley falls to Farragut 42-7. We'll come back, name a player of the game, 
and we'll see if we can't get some more score updates from Eric Kane back at the OKI studios as you listen to Hawks football on News Talk 98.7 WOKI. Back here at Bill Clabo Field, your final score, Harden Valley falls to Farragut 42-7. Harden Valley, a couple of good offensive drives, including a nice catch by Braden Schloff to set up a five-yard touchdown run by Ryan Nickel and the first two interceptions of the season for the Harden Valley defense. Briley Love and Easton Smith doing the damage there, uh, which both set up Harden Valley in good field position. Not much time left on the clock for Harden Valley after the Smith interception, but credit to the underclassmen for making a play on defense. How'd we get here? Well, Farragut started things off with its third offensive play. Matt White racing down the field after catching a swing pass 54 yards to make it 7-0. Trace Corum caught a 67-yard touchdown pass to make it 14-0 in the second quarter. A one-yard run by Deion Williams, a 12-yard run by Dawson Moore, and Matt White's second touchdown reception of the evening made it 35 to nothing at the half. Ryan Nickel got Harden Valley on the board with 4:11 left to go in the third quarter with his five-yard touchdown run. And Williams' second score of the night in the fourth quarter made it 42 to seven. So Dion Williams, a pair of one-yard touchdown runs. Dawson Moore with three touchdown passes and a touchdown run. Uh, a solid night for the Farragut offense. Came into tonight's game averaging 30 points and 366 yards per game. They had over 300 yards in the first half. And, of course, 42 points put up tonight. That Farragut offense continues to be very impressive. Very few defenses have managed to slow them down. Even Dobbins Bennett in, in that loss. Farragut still put up 35 in that game with the exception of Weston Maryville. Nobody's really been able to slow down Farragut offensively so far this year. Uh, I mean, it, <laughs> this this offense, when you've got talent like Williams and White and Moore out there that, that you're able to run the ball, you're able to throw the ball, and you're able to make plays after the catch, that's the biggest key for this Farragut offense is they've got players that once they get their hands on the ball, like Matt White, that once he gets his hands on his ball, he's able to be a – huge factor in the game and I'm sorry Joel gives me a, a, a funny look there so he's he's able to be a huge factor in this game because he forces the defense to try to make a play that they can't grab him on why don't we send it back to the studio with a score update our final score here 42 to 7 Farragut beats Harden Valley let's send it back to the OKI studio with Eric Kane Thank you so much, and again, more score updates coming up on our sister station, the Sports Animal 99.1 FM, following the conclusion of the other two games on our broadcast, Gray CAK on AM 990, Weston Catholic on FM 99.1, Kane and Sam Foreman will have score updates for you throughout the course of the night. Be sure to be following at underscore Kaner on Twitter for all of your high school football and Tennessee football beat reporting updates as Kane covers the Tennessee beat for us at our sister station, The Sports Animal. It is time to announce our Matlock Tire Service and Auto Repair Player of the Game. Matlock Tire Service and Auto Repair proudly serving Knoxville, Lenore City, Maryville, Athens, and the new location just down the street from Hardin Valley Academy right there on Hardin Valley Road. They have been proudly serving East Tennessee since 1953. Brian Tatum, your player of the game, sir. Uh, you know, I've, I've got to give it to Love for the, the interception there, coming in and, and trying to make something happen on the defensive side of the ball, and, and especially late in the game, to try to get this team back into being able to 
try to score and, and get something moving. Briley Love with the first interception of the season for Hardin Valley's defense. That is your Matlock Tire Service and Auto Repair player of the game. And on a deflected ball, a tip drill, no less, to set up Hardin Valley with great field position that led to the Hawks' only touchdown of the evening. Hardin Valley getting the win, uh, getting the touchdown off that interception from Love, and that is your Matlock Tire Service and Auto Repair player of the game. Matlock Tire Service and Auto Repair, a proud sponsor of local high school football. They sponsor all of our high school football broadcasts from Rivalry Thursdays to the Game of the Week and your Hardin Valley Hawks. We'll take a break. We'll come back and conclude our coverage here tonight from Bill Calabo Field and Eddie Courtney Stadium with Brian Tatum. I'm Joel Silverberg. Your final score from Farragut High School. The Admirals beat the Hawks 42-7 as you listen to Hawks football on Newstalk 98.7 WOKI. Back here at Bill Claybo Field, Eddie Courtney Stadium. I'm Joel Silverberg alongside Brian Tatum. We appreciate you listening to us. The final score from Farragut High School, 42-7 in favor of the Admirals. Ryan Nickel with the lone touchdown for Hardin Valley on the ground from five yards out. That is his fourth touchdown run of the season. And we'll do it again next week as the Hawks will take on Morristown West. That is a game that they won a year ago where the offense was really clicking as Farragut will head to Jefferson County with a chance to lock up the number two seed in Region 1-6A. Hardin Valley's playoff hopes are over. Uh, last year it was a lot of fun going out to Morristown West as the Hawks beat the Trojans and then watching to see if Jefferson County could hang on to knock off Farragut, which the Patriots almost did. That would have put Hardin Valley into the playoffs. Instead, the Admirals and the Bulldogs went on to the postseason while Hardin Valley was on the outside looking in. Won't be that sort of atmosphere next Friday, but a game that Hardin Valley has had some success in in recent years against the Trojans, a team that has made its way up to Class 6A and has struggled to sustain success since getting there, but still a, a really important game, the seniors' final game. It'll be at the Hawks' Nest next Friday night. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, these, these kids that are the seniors, it's going to be their final game. They will come out there. They will be ready to play, be able to do, get that, that final um, game in for them. They know it's probably going to be the last game of their high school career, uh, some of them are going on to other schools in college to be able to play. Some of them, this is going to be the last time that they ever step foot on a, a football field. And, you know, it's one of those uh, bittersweet moments in, in your high school career to know that that is the last time that you're going to be on this football field. So, you know, I, I just want to say that I'm proud of every one of these boys that are in the senior class and, and everything that they have done and everything that they've grown to do on this team and hopefully we come out uh next week against morristown and get another w on the on the uh board for us well brian it's been a pleasure it's been fun and we'll do it again next friday absolutely sir thank you thank you brian tatum thank you andy sellers back at the studio for producing tonight's show nice to have you back after a week off thank you to eric kane and sam foreman for their score updates again be sure to stay tuned to our sister station 99.1 FM, the sports animal after the conclusion of Catholic and West. Kaner and Sam will have more score updates from around the East Tennessee area throughout the evening to keep you updated on what's happening in week 10 of the high school football season. Thanks to Matlock Tire and all of our sponsors for making this broadcast and this whole season possible. And you, yeah, you. Thanks for listening. Appreciate that. From 
Hill Claybo Field and Eddie Courtney Stadium. Your final score from Farragut High School, Hardin Valley falls to Farragut 42-7. to You've been listening to Hawks Football on News Talk 98.7 WO.